Welcome to the Choose Better Podcast. I'm Erica Day, and this is where I tell Black women the truth so that we can all choose better in every area of our lives. So today we're going to discuss fatherless daughters. Fatherless daughters grow up with an unattached, unavailable, or absent father. When a father is present and active in his daughter's life, he shows her that he loves her for who she is. This gives her a foundation of security, love, and appropriate self-esteem. This foundation follows her throughout her entire life and affects the decisions she makes about the kind of man she will accept. So what happens when a daughter does not have this foundation? She'll feel unlovable, unworthy, rejected, and unwanted. She tends to seek attention or end up with low-quality men. She does not know how to be treated with love, security, and respect. She does not see a loving father loving her mother day in and day out. She witnesses how her mother is treated, and if it was bad, she tries to do a tiny bit better than that, but that still means she accepts substandard treatment. She can create her fantasy of a perfect man that does not exist in the real world. She tends to gravitate to men who appear to be good and then do all kinds of things to please him in order to be worthy of his love. She wastes precious time trying to find the man of her fantasies. Throughout her life, she may experience anger or rage, develop trust issues in relationships, have a low self-image, and a fear of loss and abandonment. This is a subject that is near and dear to me, not just because I see us being affected by it, but because I have lived it. I am a fatherless daughter. My mother was raised in a two-parent home and was clearly the favorite child of my grandfather. She was especially close to him and she was loved and valued. She does not have low self-esteem and has never tolerated men behaving badly. By her words and her actions, she has passed this down to me. When my father was drunk when I was two and wanted to take me out for a ride on his motorcycle, she snatched me up and locked us in the bathroom until he left. I clearly remember her screaming at him that he would not be taking me anywhere. I watched her put my father out when I was five, and I remember very clearly how she made it known to him that contrary to what he had just told me, he would never be coming back to live with us, and she kept that promise. I can see now that my father was an acre, and while I loved him, I knew that he was not a good father or husband. I could tell you more than a few stories about his foolishness, but we'd be here way too long. What I do know is that my life didn't change too much after he was gone. I don't recall missing him. I do recall wondering a lot as I got older, why did he abandon me? I saw him less than a handful of times between the ages of five and 26, which was when he died. I was always happy to see him, 
But those few visits always ended in him disappointing me somehow. My mother never badmouthed him to me, and she never kept me from seeing him. In fact, she always told me that he loved me in his own way. Until one day in my early teens, I told her that his way wasn't good enough. I don't remember actively hating him. I just had no use for him and very little respect. I have recognized that his absence has affected me in a lot of ways, primarily in leaving me vulnerable to sexual abuse, which happened at the hands of two of his relatives when I was between the ages of 5 and 12. I lay the blame for that happening squarely at his feet. I didn't know as a child that I was not the only one going through this stuff. I had no idea that Nakerville produces fatherless daughters in abundance. I didn't know that the things I thought and felt were not unique, but now I do. And I know that it needs to be talked about more. Prior to recording this, on social media, I asked fatherless daughters to share how their father's absence affected them, and the responses were pretty much what I expected. Women who were in their 30s and 40s described searching for that love for their entire lives, watching their mothers struggle to take care of the family, not even meeting their fathers until they were adults. One woman even described how she fell into an abusive relationship at a young age, had no family support at all, had daughters, and now when seeking relationships, looks for good fathers for them. This is an issue that is rarely discussed in Nagerville, how fatherlessness affects girls. So let's reflect back to the rules of Nakerville. If you didn't listen to the first episode of the podcast, I'll give you a reminder. Rule number one, men are to be upheld at all costs. Rule number two, the role of girls and women is to serve the male by supporting, coddling, and working for the benefit of the male. And rule number three, if you disagree with rule number two, refer back to rule number one. In Nakerville, the male is not held accountable for anything. And when things aren't right, it's the fault of the black woman. So you have women who are pretty much victims from birth. We're taught this foolishness by word and by actions. We're taught to love black men, but not to love ourselves. We're taught that we are responsible for everything in the community. And we're taught that when things go wrong, it's solely because of our bad choices. And then most of us don't even have good fathers to love us, provide for us, or protect us. So when we don't make good choices or we act out in other ways, then we're told we have daddy issues. But what woman wouldn't have daddy issues if they're raised in this kind of environment? We're told that women have to earn their position as a wife or earn proper treatment from males. We're told that we have to learn how to keep a man. Nakers lay the responsibility of raising and caring for the family at our feet. And it's our fault if it doesn't turn out right. Nakers fail to be responsible men, husbands, and fathers, and then blame black women for their failure to do so. Now, I'm not saying all this to give us an excuse for choosing bad or behaving bad. I'm saying this so that you can recognize what's going on and encouraging you to make better choices in spite of it. If we don't recognize and change our behavior 
If we don't course correct, if we don't choose better, this vicious cycle will continue. I'm sure I've said this before, but choosing better will often mean that you are alone. When you're making choices that benefit you, you're not going to have a lot of support, especially from the toxic black culture. But you have to ask yourself if the temporary pain of being alone until you find what you desire is better for you than the lifelong pain of making bad choices on a regular basis. The challenge for this week is for my fellow fatherless daughters. Get your journal out. You're going to need it. Give yourself a generous amount of time and think about what I've said here. Has your father being absent affected you? How? Are you making bad choices in life because of his absence and what he did not give you? How can you correct this? For those of us who have thought about this and decided to make better choices, where did you start? What has been the result? Feel free to share your story on social media with the hashtag ChooseBetterChallenge. DM me or send me an email. Being a fatherless daughter is not your story. It's only a part of your experience. It is not who you are. You determine who you are. The choice is yours. Remember that you can reach out to me via Facebook. Search for the Choose Better Podcast page. On Instagram, Choose Better Podcast. And I'm also on TikTok under Choose Better Podcast. The email address is hello at choosebetterpodcast.com. You can also go to my website, www.choosebetterpodcast.com to leave a review, sign up for the Choose Better Squad email list, and even leave me a short voicemail. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And remember, choose better, sis.